From Eric Slater, creator of Epic Fails of History, comes a bold new vision of the future in his latest book, 2299. 2299 is a sci-fi noir about a detective on the edge of the abyss. While investigating a cold case on Vanaheim, a space station orbiting Neptune, Desmond Faust finds himself ensnared in a web of lies and murder. The closer he gets to discovering the truth, the more aware he becomes that he might not leave this place alive. Eric Slater's 2299 is available now on Amazon. For years, the best podcasters from around the world have gathered to review, reminisce, and riff on popular franchises. They've assembled Earth's mightiest superheroes, busted their fair share of ghosts, unplugged from the Matrix, I know Kung Fu, kept a watchful eye on Gotham City, discovered the secrets of Jurassic Park. and other audio adventures. But there were some movies that didn't make the cut. From the creators of Podcasters Assemble comes a movie hype series hosted by a motley crew of talent. And and not just, I don't think it was just because they were dressed up like witches. I think he was just very thirsty overall. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they were it's those Boston guys, you know? <laughs> Damn Boston guys can be... <laughs> Give me bad names. Yeah, man, get over here, eh? Sit on my lap, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Podcasters disassemble. Yes, another episode of Disassemble, the spooktacular Halloween episode. (laughs) Mwahaha! Very spooky, 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 spooky. Uh, And we are going to be talking about some fun, uh, I guess, classic films, which for me, this isn't classic. I still enjoy it, but it's not classic for me, and I'll get into that. But joined by a couple of very lovely people who I think they're pinnacle pinnacles of gaming news and content from the Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo Podcast. Steven and Lace, thank you guys both for, uh, for coming to join me. Very glad to be here. Thanks. This is a now, first for Lace. Yeah, I'm about to say, this Steven. This is for me on, the, we ha- on this one, yeah. We had you on to chit-chat uh, Sonic because mm-hmm. Sonic 2 was coming out. So we were talking about the first Sonic movie. Um, and you guys had me on the podcast whew, a while ago. Back yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> Last year, Wait, I'm yeah. almost positive. Has it been that long? It has. I think wow. so. Okay. But it's but it's flown by. Uh, for those that are not familiar with the Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo podcast, could you please give them the um, the 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 thirty second speech? But it could also be elevator five minutes. Pitch. It's up to you. The elevator pitch, however <laughs> you want to best pitch the podcast. Lace ball means go ahead. Really? Because you're like yeah. the king of intros. I All know, right. but I mean, I probably have other things I got to talk about too. So I'm going to let you oh, handle yeah, this. He's- he he definitely does. He definitely does. I mean, I guess my little elevator pitch would be like friends sitting around a coffee table talking about gaming news when uh, kind of whatever they feel is relevant 
uh, that they want to talk about. Um, and lots of rambling and tomfoolery and uh, educational. Mm-hmm. Because Stephen will always end us with a fun uh, headliner. Usually, I try something about the industry. So mm-hmm. there you go. If you like hearing uh, two really good friends chit chat and have a good time. Well, <laughs> and what, what I what I love is that you guys have great camaraderie. You work really well together, but you bring in not just fun topics to talk about, but usually personal experience with said topic, whatever it is. You guys have your own thing to bring to it. Yeah. And I, I think that actually helps with the conversation. And I think a lot of the things that the compliments we get about the camaraderie, about right. the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for here? The chemistry, if you will. Mm-hmm. There you yes. go. Yeah, chemistry. It, it's, it's really built from a genuine friendship. I mean, we've probably known each other less than we've known a lot of other people, yet I feel like I've known her all my life. She's the best right. friend I got. And... You know, it sh- it shows, and that's what we're always kind of hoping, even if we're maybe not talking about games all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just hope that you love our conversations and, and that we yeah. keep you engaged. And join in. And join in, yeah. You have, I always feel drawn in, and it is, it's like just sitting around having you two talk and being a part of the conversation. Even though I know you can't hear me, I feel like I'm contributing. <laughs> That's totally fair. I do the same things when I'm listening to podcasts, but I think that's good. You're getting into it. You feel like you're part of the conversation. So yay. Welcome on in, sibling. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And Stephen, I know I, I, you You also have uh, another podcast because you, you're a big horror fan. I am. And this wasn't a podcast that was my initial idea. It was... Uh, my co-host, Lester Blosser, he is a huge horror nut, and Nightmare on Elm Street's like his all-time favorite horror franchise, and he came to me because he knew that I had been doing podcasts. I had quite a few under my belt at the time, and he said, hey, you know, I kind of want to do this podcast. I was curious if you would want to do it with me, and I want, you know, I was down to do it under the provision that I didn't have to do all the work. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm busy with other things. And I I said, you know, I I will help promote it. I'll help do, uh, you know, producer stuff. I said, but if you can handle the editing, you know, I'm good. You know, we we can just book this out and I can record. I can talk about whatever you want. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm into the horror franchise. I love the genre. It's rich with a lot of good and a lot of bad. And there's so much ground to cover that you can really talk about. And I'm, I've got a lot of uh, love for it that goes way back to my childhood. So it was an opportunity that I was happy to see. And it's an opportunity that's starting to pay off in dividends. And I hope it continues to. So with, with the horror podcast, what, what I, obviously you cover horror. You, I loved your, um, it wasn't really a countdown, but you were talking about some of your favorite, horror movies that were popular that you loved and mm-hmm. then other popular movies that that other people love that you guys didn't love i like i really like that episode but what what other topics do you do you cover while you're talking horror well what we're looking at right now is trying to find we, we try we kind of want to avoid doing what other people do and one common theme that i seem to notice is they'll someone will take one movie and they'll dissect it, and then next week it'll be another movie. And we don't want to do that. We'd like to to kind of cover all bases if possible. So mm-hmm. uh, I 
one episode we're actually going to be doing this weekend, which should be coming out, depending on when this comes out, around the same time, uh, we'll be talking about zombies. And we realized we hadn't talked about zombies. And I thought, okay, well, that would be a fun topic to talk about. But what about zombies are we talking about? We're not just going to go cherry pick through every zombie movie ever made. What is the central topic? Central topic that we're trying to focus on is why did it become so mainstream? Because there was a moment where no one knew what zombies were. And then Walking Dead hit, boom, it was just zombies everywhere. And everybody had to get a piece of that pie. So it's deconstructing why it took The Walking Dead to make this genre that had been around since 1968, farther back if you wanted to go to the 30s. Why was it that one thing that made it the pinnacle that made it expand to what it is now? And that's a conversation I found to be fascinating and, and worth I think, exploring. I think that, I mean, my I've, I've been a fan of The Walking Dead since it debuted, but I also was a fan of Night of the Living Dead and the Romero films and a lot of the offshoot uh, zombie films. And they did exist, but Walking Dead was really what shot it into the stratosphere right. of popularity. Right. Uh, and you can, I think you can unpack that and, and, you know, dissect that a lot. Yeah. But, but uh, we're not here to talk about zombies though. We we're talking, yeah. we're talking witches with the 1993 film Hocus Pocus. Back in 1693, the people of Salem, Massachusetts, witches, thought they got rid of the Sanderson sisters for good. Uh, We shall be back. (laughs) 300 years later, it's Halloween Eve, and they're back. Uh We are home. Are you boys a little old to be trick-or-treating? We're talking about three-engine hags versus the 20th century. How bad can it be? Now they're digging up old friends. <laughs> and running amok. Looking for the one thing they miss most. Who stay for supper? I'm not hungry. But we are. <laughs> Only one boy has the power to stop them. Prepare to die again. You have no power to hear you. Before all Salem falls under their spell. Walt Disney Pictures presents Bette Midler. Hello. Sarah Jessica Parker. Would thou dance with me? And Kathy Najimi. Hocus Pocus. Into the night! They love to fly. And it shows. Good night. Sleep tight. No screaming. <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Not the song from the band Focus. That that's another that's another <laughs> trip. It's an American fantasy comedy film. It follows a villainous comedic trio of witches. The synopsis is that after moving to Salem, Massachusetts, teenager Max Dennison explores an abandoned house with his sister, Danny, 
their new friend, Allison. And then after dismissing a story, Allison tells about a very superstitious uh, trio of witches. Max accidentally frees the coven, played by Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najime. I probably butchered that. Who used to live in the house. Now with the help of a magical cat, the kids must steal the witch's book of spells to stop them from becoming immortal. Mm. Now, I didn't see this film as a kid. Stephen, when did you first see this film? I would probably have to say somewhere. I think the movie came out in 93, summer Mm -hmm. of 93, oddly. Yeah. Because I think it was trying to not compete with A Nightmare Before Christmas, which I think came out that same year. And it was true. They were trying to keep Disney, obviously, was trying to keep them away from one another. So there was a shift because of the Nightmare Before Christmas. Couldn't remember which year, but I feel like it was that same year. And it would have been on home video by Halloween, by the end of the year. So I probably saw it that fall when it hit VHS. And then I forgot about it. (laughs) It was one of those films that I watched, said, huh, that was okay. And then I never thought about it again. And then when it became this cult following on the internet, people were like, oh my God, Hocus Pocus, oh my God, what's the sequel? (laughs) I started to wonder, I said, what did I miss? Did I forget (laughs) something about this movie? Yeah. And I watched it again, and well, we'll get into that as we go. (laughs) (laughs) Lace, what about you? You know, I was trying to think of that, and I want to say it probably wasn't when it was new. I feel like it had to be when it came to video. So I probably within a year or two of it coming out, being on home, but I don't really remember. So I had to rewatch Mm -hmm. it. So, yeah, I would guess I was, yeah, it would have to be like 94-ish, I would say. It was definitely at home. We did not go to the theater to see (laughs) I do recall that. Like, I know it was at home, probably on a VHS tape also. (laughs) Back in the day, the VHSs. Mm -hmm. Right, yep. Be kind, rewind. Ah, gosh, when did I see this? I didn't know this was a thing, probably until... (laughs) the late nineties where I was would have been uh, I, I think I was walking my younger sister home from elementary school. I was near the end of my high school career and I had the amazing nineties bowl cut, which was oh, totally yeah. hip back. I did have hair back then. <laughs> and, and uh, there was some girl that made reference to me looking like uh, Thack- Thackeray Binks and being a Zach, I was like, are you saying Zach? What are you saying? Because it sounds like you're saying my name in a weird way. <laughs> this is not uh, a word. No. Sidney um, Brady. Yeah. So, so, I mean, Google didn't exist, but I think, you know, Dogpile or some of the other Lycos, whatever. So I had to search and go, what the hell is a Thackeray Binks? And <laughs> I discovered that there was a movie called Hocus Pocus. I don't think I actually sat down and watched it until college or after college. So it would have been in the 2000s sometime. Oh, okay. And so I I watched it and went, okay, that was a thing. Um, yeah. Didn't mean really anything to me. Uh, similar to, and I'll probably get crucified for it by many people, The Goonies. 
I never saw the Goonies as a child. So when I finally saw the Goonies in college, it didn't have the same effect on me and made people angry that it didn't. So I think I kind of had the same thing with Hocus well, Pocus. it does make me a little sad for you that it doesn't hold that place in your art, though. Well, there, but there's a lot of <laughs> movies that I've seen that other people haven't, and I go, you never saw that? Oh, my God, what do you right, mean? Yeah. People so, can't catch everything. Yeah. No, and you can't. And I grew up, I, I never had cable until, I think, college. So I missed uh, out on a lot of the everything you know, growing up. We had, you know a CBS and three ABCs and a couple of PBSs. That, that was it. <laughs> yeah. But you think about it though, that's actually a fascinating uh, examination on these movies because yeah, I grew up with the Goonies, man. I wanted to be a Goonie. That was mm-hmm. my thing. And I think that's what I latched onto. And what I still hold in my heart watching it today is like, I remember that. I remember being a kid. I remember hey. wanting to be with those guys. Zach didn't experience it at the same age. Therefore, he doesn't have that attachment. I get it. That's Mm -hmm. that's fascinating. There's a whole there's a lot of nostalgia, rose colored glasses that is applied to so much that we experience. And a lot of that is what we experience with with uh, Mm -hmm. Disassembled. So uh, we'll we'll get into our opinions of the movie uh, later. Um, The cast, we we have a. A few a few known names here. Bette Midler as Winifred or Winnie Sanderson, one of the witches. Sarah Jessica Parker, well before Sex in the City, as Sarah Sanderson. Uh, Kathy, again, Najimi uh, as Mary, the middle witch. Um, Omri Katt as Maximilian Dennison. Thora Birch as Daniel Dennison. Vanessa Shaw as Allison Watt, who is Max's crush. Uh, and we have, I just lost it. Where's, where's Thackeray? There is Sean Murray is Thackeray Binks. My, my namesake, the, the, the cat, but he also does play himself. The illustrious Doug Jones. I had no idea it was him. He's Billy Butcher. That's freaking awesome. But who else could it be? There's no way. The only person in Hollywood right now that's just got that build that can do all that makeup and look that Mm -hmm. awesome. I've it, it, yeah. it really it wasn't until what we do in the shadows and Star Trek Discovery that I actually started going back through and going, he's done a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't piece it together until yeah. it, you see him as some weird, iconic character. And then you go, oh, yeah, he's done. He's one lot. of those you've- actors you've seen in everything mm-hmm. and you didn't even know it. What did you think of the casting? For for the witches, for the main the main group, the heroes, the heroine. Lace, you uh, throw in your two cents first. Uh, I, honestly, what it, if you're taking the whole genre or the whole movie as it is, like what it was meant to set out to do, the casting I think was fine. Honestly, mm-hmm. I thought it was good because you look at Bet and Jessica, and the, you know they committed. You can't oh, say definitely. they didn't commit. So. With that being said, and everybody committing so much to the material, I thought the casting worked great. I thought it was fine. Um, Even the kids, like what more can you (laughs) really expect Mm -hmm. out of them, you know? So as far as the casting goes, yeah, I don't have any any problems with it. I think they all did well with what they were given and uh, committed wholeheartedly. (laughs) I can't ask more more than that. 
I mean, with most of the cast, I'd say the Sanderson sisters were the actresses I was probably most familiar with at the time because my mom was a huge Bette Midler fan, so I knew Bette Midler. And her being the present she is, just the over-the-top nature, the singing, everything that she did, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Bette Midler. Of course she's going to do that. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, I think the only movie I knew her from before this was Flight of the Navigator. And so I knew her way back before she ever became anybody big. It was always like, oh, yeah, I remember her. She was in that movie. And Kathy Najimi, she was uh, Sister Act, I think, was her her breakout role. I was trying to remember. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, th- I think that was the, the movie that got her noticed and that's what I knew her for. Yeah. There, she was in a few before that. Uh, but sister act is the big one that I see. And hocus pocus was immediately after that. Yeah. So, I mean, she was kind of riding high off of that. So when you saw her face, you were like, Oh yeah, she's that funny one in there. So looking, I mean, when you looked at it through a trailer, you saw the people who were involved. You were like, Oh yeah, I'd kind of like to check this out. And you know, it just, it lent itself to draw you in with that cast. And they all did a fantastic job with the roles in which they were given. Right. Like mm-hmm. she even lay uh, said with the, the child actors, they all did good. Thor Birch. I mean, she, she actually grew up to have quite a career. Uh, right. I think she's still and acting she today. Very bratty. Mm-hmm. I hated her. It was great. It was yeah. Exactly what <laughs> but she <laughs> committed, she, she committed. committed and, yeah, and she, you can't ask she, for more than that. She's done quite a bit. And uh, she was actually, she's a walking dead alumni. She was. That's, on, uh, yeah, that's true. She was a later later seasons as uh, Gamma. That's right. And I think that was after I quit watching, <laughs> but I remember yeah. hearing her name. A lot, uh, a lot of people stopped watching The Walking Dead uh, probably season seven-ish, I want to say. Admit, I admit halfway through nine, and that's when I gave up. I got past, I think when the... Uh, what, are the what are their names? The, the skin... The, oh, the skinwalkers, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the they wore the the skin. The whispers, uh, whispers. Right? whispers. God, yeah. see someone who that knows was the season. I that I quit. <laughs> yeah, I guess because the comic was nearing its end, and I kind of was like, well, I know what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, eh, I'm, you know, it just wasn't holding a, a special place in my heart like it was. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, no, the cast in this was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, I re- I definitely enjoyed the witches. Um, mm-hmm. I think they played their parts. They gave it their all. Uh, mm-hmm. I agree. I think, the ki- you know what, the kids, um, they did, they, they were kid actors of the 90s. Uh, some of them certainly mm-hmm. were better actors than others. Um, and that's, but that, I don't hold that against them because, no. hey, we all start somewhere and I'm an awful right. actor. That's why I don't, <laughs> that's why I podcast and do radio. <laughs> you know, it, I'm not an actor whatsoever. So, you know what? I found them entertaining and I think they played their parts well. What I what I found, not to jump too far ahead, but what I found interesting about the movie, especially with the the, the kids and their acting, there was such a 90s feel to it. Yes. Like it felt like a 90s oh, yeah. family movie. There was I don't know what the vibe is. I, I can't explain it. But if you've seen a lot of them, if you grew up in it, 
You're like, oh yeah, this has really got that that vibe. They were all going for at that time. The kids just kind of angsty about everything. Like the kid just threw, like he was mad at his sister <laughs> saying stuff. Leave me alone. I'm going to take a new trick or treat. And he just stops up a stair and just. Right, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it is, it's, it's the 90s plot and tropes that you see. It, like you can watch a 90s film and go, yeah, this is 90s. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. can you can even sometimes pin, pin it be like this is early nineties because right. late nineties films have a different look and a different feel to them. Even the family movies are going. Mm, this is mid to late nineties. This is yeah. not early nineties. That's it's a fun game to play. Right. <laughs> well, I had actually forgotten how early it came out till we did this podcast, and I saw when it released. I was like, oh my god, ninety three. <laughs> July <laughs> of ninety like, thirty years. Yeah, July of '93, and then uh, and then yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Stephen, you're right. That came out October, mid October of '93. Mm-hmm. So that that's why, and that's why it came out so much earlier because it was all right. We'll hit it in the summer. It'll be on VHS for uh, Halloween, and then we'll have our other our other film in theaters. Which you know, Nightmare Before Christmas, you see that every Halloween, and then two months later, you see it for Christmas again because. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta get our money's worth. Ching ching, mouse mouse. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta buy a new castle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get into the plot of the movie. So we start back in 1693 in Salem, Massachusetts, uh, right on Halloween, and we meet Thackeray Binks, who um, wakes up and he witnesses his little sister being um, escorted away by. A witch, and apparently the the witches they're known in the area, but no yeah. one's been able to run them out or whatever whatever the the town needs to do. Right. So <laughs> uh, I forget I forget his friend's name, uh, Thackeray's friend, but he's like, "Quick, go get my dad and get all get everyone oh, with yeah, the torches and the and the pitchforks." Yes, <laughs> and he's running around without his shoes on and his big open pi- puffy pirate shirt uh-huh. and. He takes off after um, after the witch to to get uh, his sister. I love the '90s special effects and set design. I mm-hmm. love their house. It was great. The little water wheel and everything. Oh, yeah. He gets out there um, and he finds the Sanderson sisters with their incredible old makeup on. Uh, yes. <laughs> look, looking old, Winnie, Sarah, and Mary, and they need to make a potion, have children drink it, and then they can absorb their life essence. So then they can live forever. And the idea is, oh, if we do this, we'll be able to get all the life essence from all the kids, and then we'll be able to live forever. I don't know if I want to just jump in on this. All right, you know what? Screw it. No, go ahead. So there is no format here. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's incredibly dark. They're they're killing children, and I feel like this was as close as Disney would allow the story to go. It's like, well, can we just, I don't know, just suck the essence, just like, you're getting some mist in your mouth. We don't have to kill them, right? I mean, I don't know if it was actually written in the script that they were going to die initially. I don't know. But, but. I will I will attest that if you take a look at the two men involved in the story, I feel like it should have been darker because David Kirshner and Mick Garris are horror icons. David Kirshner is responsible for the entire Child's Play series. And Mick Garris, uh, I, I don't want to 
I don't want to trash his name <laughs> or anything. He's done some, uh, you know, some interesting horror films, but uh, horror films nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why it always kind of struck me odd looking at the story. I, I actually went and kind of did a little digging because I was like, well, you got these two names attached to it. Is this the movie they intended? Apparently it was because mm-hmm. they actually went to Disney with this story so they had to have had family idea in mind. They tried to get Steven Spielberg to direct, and he's like, nah, because, <laughs> because he didn't want to work with Disney. Apparently, Disney was the com- competition, and he didn't want mm. no part of that. So it's fair. Oh, that's but, kind of funny now. <laughs> yeah, but but that makes you wonder, though, like what would the movie have been under his direction? Because if you think about that, that was at his height. You know, this was like Jurassic Park was right nearby and he was just like turning out hit after hit after hit. This could have been a lost hit that never, I mean, it could have been so much better than it turned out. And I know that some people will disagree, but you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I mean, a Spielberg led and he directed this. I mean, it it could have been an entirely different movie. I think it would have been. I mean, it was... It was something where when you look at the idea of what's happening, it is dark. Is it shown in a dark way? Mm. No, it's shown in a as family friendly of a way that you can do it. Because I don't I don't remember if they actually I don't think they say that they're going to kill the kids right away. And I don't and I didn't actually know if Emily died right there because you see her still sitting in the chair and it looks like her hair has turned gray like she's supposed to be old. But I didn't know if she was actually dead or not until the end of the film. Spoilers, where we still see the child, his sister, Emily, at the same age. Mm-hmm. that she was so i took I that as just went to join each other in the afterlife because he had been around already for a while at that point he had been so I, but i mean probably by natural causes maybe sure. you know <laughs> maybe i i don't know if her life essence was removed i took it as all right she's a ghost and she's maintaining the age that she was at when she passed away oh, that's how i read that but it's open to i guess interpretation Mm-hmm. I don't I I don't know what I don't remember seeing her at the uh the trial and execution of the witches. I don't think she was standing there. Uh maybe she was, but I I remember the father and the mother and yeah. demanding yeah. what happened, but uh we'll get to that in a, in a moment. So as um as witches begin siphoning the the uh, life force out of Emily, uh they they become y- young again. And then uh Binks Thackeray, he um he jumps up and uh, spills spills a cauldron. He confronts them. He tries to save his sister, but Winnie is able to stop him with her amazing lightning bolts <laughs> and turns him between all three of them. They turn him into a cat, which I don't know if they, if Winnie technically needs all three of them to cast spells or they're just there for moral support. Yeah. But uh, instead of killing him and siphoning his life, uh, because they can't, they need the the potion. The kids need to drink the potion so they can siphon it off. They turn him into a cat so he'll live forever. Um, as his punishment. As, as his punishment for, for uh, stop, yeah, for stopping their great plan. And mm. at, it is at that point that the torches and the pitchforks all show up and um, they confront the witches and they end up, well, executing them by hanging. Because, you know, as that's you what do. you do in Salem, Mass. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. according to the movie, that's what happened. Um, <laughs> they died immediately, Only in the also. <laughs> which, again, very family friendly for how people can yes. get hung. <laughs> sure. And pass away. And then we leap forward, uh, you know, a few hundred years, and we're hearing the story in elementary school, being told by uh, by a teacher, and we've got the cool the cool new kid Max from I think he's from California. Is that what they say? Yeah, Hollywood. So, yeah. That's Hollywood. right, Hollywood. Well, I think he's from Los Angeles, but they called him Hollywood. Yeah. Now you know. Well, we're small town New England. Do you think we actually know where anything else is outside of New England? <laughs> we're our own world yeah. up here. Right? Nope. Again, 90s kind of. I'm not happy. I won't be here. But <laughs> hey, can for... we appreciate how smooth that phone number was, though, guys? Oh. I actually was like, you know what? Well done. I would have taken that number. That was I, very well done. I I did not I did not have the cojones to do that in elementary school. Are you kidding me? No. Right? I'm already embarrassed. My voice is changing. I'm hitting puberty. I don't I don't know what I'm gonna sound like <laughs> when I try to give you the number. Oh, so oh, confident too. It really was. Which yeah. which was interesting for his character because his character kind of flops back and forth between being confident and being like, I don't know what to do. I'm yeah. completely lost. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> Hormones are raging, clearly. Exactly. Kudos to Disney. I mean, there were living parents in this movie. <gasps> good to point. Mm-hmm. Think Here's about it. I can't think of one set of children in this movie that had dead parents. They all had a full set. <laughs> that we know of. Oh, I'm trying to that think. we know of. <laughs> that we do know of, yes. Uh, the, I mean, the bullies may not. Maybe that's why they're bullies. Perhaps. Okay, we no. didn't get too deep into all the lore. Damn. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, but for our main characters, okay, parents, yeah. I believe I believe they all survived the movie. They did. We hope. Yeah. So he. Uh, th- so Max tries to hand um, Allison, uh, or actually does uh, the his phone number because he he's there going ah this is a bunch of. He uses the term later, hocus pocus. He doesn't believe in the Sanderson sisters. He doesn't believe in any of this. But Allison being, you know, from Salem and her family's being here, she's like, oh, no, come on. This is real. This is history. So later outside of school, uh, he rides up to Allison and uh, starts talking with her. And she ends up giving his phone number back. I screamed at the... What are you doing? (laughs) That was done so well. You take that number, you call him. <laughs> Back in the day before we needed area codes. Right. Dial the number, call him up. Just knew it. Yeah. So Max is like, all right, well, I shot, I missed, whatever. He starts making his way home with his on his bicycle. He's riding through the cemetery, which I guess I'm guessing this is a shortcut. Sure. Maybe. Or just, you know, being angsty and needs to think and take a longer route home, you know. I don't want to go home yet, you know. Uh, while he's rolling through the cemetery, we meet uh, our two bullies, our two main bullies, so the leaders. Um, Ernie, or uh, as we're told, Ice. Ice. No, it's now Ice. Because, again, 90s, Ice is shaved into the back of his head. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Jay, that for some reason makes me keep thinking he's like Macaulay Culkin, but I know he's not. 
Nah. But for some reason, like just his face kept making me think it was he was a, he was a cult. Well, the hair probably helped. That too. was it. Yeah, the yeah. long, long blondish blonde hair. It was that perfect shade of blonde. Yeah. Yeah, he did look very familiar when I spotted him, and I did look him up, and I've seen him in things, but I couldn't tell you, like this thing. You'll know him from that thing. Is like, oh yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. He uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Tobias uh, Jelinek was Jay, and hmm. Larry Bagby was was Ice. Um, so they confront poor Max, who's just trying to get home, and Ernie, who is he's a much physical, physically bigger kid than max but is pretty sure that his shoes are gonna fit him sure (laughs) again eh, plot you know we we gotta establish who the bad guys are who the who the a-holes are and it's these guys and they're gonna steal his shoes so we gotta make sure that max has a bad day so when he gets home he has something to be upset with his parents actually be mad about yeah (laughs) the girl that i that i you know offered my number to gave it back and then i lost my shoes in a cemetery and I don't want to be here. Teen age. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever biked without shoes on, it does suck. So yeah, I understand. I understand his frustration when he gets home. (laughs) He gets home. We meet the parents who, who are, he blames them for being here because that's what you do as a teenager, right? It's your dumb job that moved us here. Stupid job. (laughs) Getting us more money, you know, better, better cost of living Ugh! how so dare they <laughs> everything's still free <laughs> how, how dare you do what's best for this family <laughs> don't you know my needs <laughs> Damn it. so max storms upstairs he goes into his room reminiscing about uh about allison when we get the creepy look from the closet oh who's in the closet uh-oh is this something spooky no, it's his, it's his annoying sister, little sister, Danny. And since it is Halloween, trick-or-treating is going to happen. Max is not having a good night. He wants Danny out of his room, but he's going to take Danny uh, trick-or-treating because Danny is... What's do or not? Yeah, she's only eight, so she can't go out by herself. Mm-hmm. So he's going to take her out while the parents are going to go out for a party. So but whatever, first- we're going to... He's going to throw a fit by playing drums because yeah. that, oh, yeah, that's right. that is what you have to do to make your point known. I'm not having this conversation. Drum roll, please. And it was Where the same it? thing. Like, yeah. that's all he knows. I'm like, please stop him now. Hey, yeah. that's, that's more than what I know on drums. That's so, true. It's true. Well, well yeah. done, Max. But. Right. Let's let's choose the loudest instrument we can find sure. <laughs> and set it at the top top of the house. Right. I will say I loved I love his bedroom. He's yeah. got a cupola. Oh, cool. It's kind of right up the top there. You mm-hmm. know? That extra little stairway up there. Are you kidding me? I would have loved to have a, like a little private place like that. Even oh, yeah. now. So after he has his uh, his little not meltdown, but he has his rambunctious tantrum yeah. there you go they they head out they head out for all the fun trick-or-treating and then we get the little montage of max and allison going from building to building house to house um and they end up running into the bullies again at, at one point where they had hit a couple houses because ice yeah. and jay and now they got a bunch of cronies they are right. they're making you pay the candy toll Mm-hmm. So as you leave this house, 
uh, you have to give them candy. And so they start harassing Danny and Danny is a honey badger and she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> she is, she is mouthing off to ice and Jay and the others and pulls the ultimate little sister move of, Oh yeah. Well, I've got my big brother here. <laughs> Which yeah. Max is just out there with his aviators, not wanting anything to do with this, especially once he sees that it's ice and, and Jay sure. and that they're wearing his shoes and he just he he hands him candy and goes, "We're getting the hell out of here." And then he and then he yells at Danny because he feels embarrassed because Danny now is piling on more because, well, she didn't want to deal with this and oh my my brother's going to take care of it. Max is just continuing to pout, <laughs> and they have a small fight, but then they're siblings, so they they kiss and make up. Well, not really. Mm-hmm. Because that'd be weird, but they hug mm-hmm. and make up as much as they as they would, yeah. as they would like, as hey, as thanks, siblings. Big bro, you're a cool little sis. You know, hug it out. <laughs> so they hug it out, and then we see they are in front of a f- mansion that is also a fire hazard because oh, yeah. out in front of this mansion is a bunch of lit jack o' lanterns amongst full bales of hay, which. You know what? It looks great, oh, but yeah. those aren't LEDs in there. That that those are actual candles. I think this would be a, a horrible fire hazard, and you could lose part of your entire town. But probably it, it looked great. Oh yeah, it looked but, fantastic. I mean, maybe you were in need of new roads or something. Burn it all down. I don't know. <laughs> Max and Danny make their way into this mansion. They just, I think they just walk in through the door, and they yell jackpot because there's just bowls of candy just waiting there and it's a halloween party and then as they're shoving fistfuls of candy into their bags to make up for the candy that they've lost to the bullies who should come down the stairs but uh but the lovely allison who is wearing some amazing gown of some sort because it's his whole theme to this party and she comes down and pretty mu- and we learn that Allison's family is um pretty freaking rich mm-hmm. that they throw these extravagant parties every year and she's bored out of her mind and uh we we learn a little bit more about the Sanderson sisters Max still thinking that it's nothing it's just it's all mm-hmm. fake it's no such thing she's like no nah, let's let's go see it and Danny's like yeah let's go see the house cuz the house has been, I think it's been, tur- it was turned into a museum. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So after the witches did all these horrible things, nobody tore down the house. They left it standing, probably did upkeep to it and turned it into a museum. A little bit. Yeah. Which I missed. And maybe one of you two can help me. Why was it abandoned? I think I missed why the museum was no longer in use. I don't remember an explanation. Yeah, wow. and I like just—I don't remember an explanation either. Because I know when they went inside, it was all covered in cobwebs. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it was a throwaway line, and I missed it. And I'm Probably. sure fans of the movie are screaming at me. I apologize. I missed it. Um, we all did. It was such apparently. a flippant line. <laughs> I guess I—I I would think that if if the Steven Sanderson it, sisters feel better, <laughs> if the Sanderson sisters were such a big part of your town's history and everything that happened, I would think it would still be open and yeah. operating. Yeah. But or especially on Halloween. 
Sure. <laughs> On one night. In- yeah, even if you close it down the rest of the year, one would think mm-hmm. that it would be open through October. Right. Hmm. But I guess not. So they um, they break in. They start um, searching for a candle, which uh, which Allison then says, "Oh no, there's light somewhere around here." And then they they turn on the lights. As they're looking around, they're pointing. Allison is giving the little rundown of the history of what happened. Um, we start we start seeing something peeking in from the window. We see a black cat uh, peering in, but he's stuck outside. We see the book, which we I forgot to mention. Winifred oh, yeah. has a book, and it has a creepy eye, and it has all of her spells in it. And I think it's is it bound with human skin? Is, is that part of it? I mean, if they said that, I missed that too. But I mean, it looked like I mean, it could it be like it, yeah. I mean, it could be one of those gruesome details they didn't want to say, <laughs> maybe implied as much. I mean, still kind of Necronomicon ish. So. Yeah, sure. You know, not not nearly yeah. as graphic mm-hmm. as anything from Evil Dead or anything like that, but yeah. it's um it's a it's a bad it's a naughty book. and it has an eyeball. Oh, yeah. It has an eyeball that does look around. It's like know. Matt I'm Moody in a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's where they got his eye. They just plucked it out and <laughs> popped it in. And then, uh, well, Max finds a lighter because he was trying to find candles. Then he finds, um, oh, but the, the cool way to light the lighter though. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Which, by I the way, mean, Zip- back in the day, I remember how suave people thought that really was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like roll it on your pants you with know? your Zippo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zippos don't hold the fluid uh, for that long. It doesn't take long for that to evaporate out. So, sure. No. Lighters always work in the future, though, in these situations. Mm-hmm. Forever. Yeah. They, you know? Sure. So he finds the black the black flame candle in the cottage, which we learn that there is a, a curse cast upon it that if a if a virgin lights it on All Hallows Eve, the witches will come back. Which Max is again. This is where he uses the phrase, "Ah, it's all a bunch of hocus pocus." Mm-hmm. He, he said still, the line. He <laughs> said the word. He said the word. Oh my God, we're really here. <gasps> it's paying off. Twenty five minutes in. <laughs> and so then he goes, ah, whatever, I'm going to light the candle. And Danny's now against it. Allison wants to leave, lights the candle. It immediately turns black. And then every, and then you feel like, oh, all hell is breaking loose. There's floor plant panels moving. The lights explode. They turn into candles <laughs> and start burning. Mm-hmm. And then everything stops. And then it's, oh, what was that? That was weird. I'm sure we're fine. Sure. Yeah. Nothing supernatural is going on. And then the witches arrive, Mm -hmm. which they all, they all hide. Danny, who's dressed up as a a witch, ducks behind a, um, I think a counter. Max hides behind the container of the book. And I, Allison's like behind a door, Mm -hmm. I think. And the witches all come in. They're all young and they, and Winnie's going, ha ha, a virgin must have lit the candle. And there it is. The candle's lit. All right. That's great. We'll be able to continue our, our dream of living forever. But uh, we learned that uh, it's Mary, who's played by Kathy. She, she, they each have a kind of a special ability. Winnie's a leader who can cast the majority of the spells. Sarah is dim-witted, and, but has siren-like abilities to have kids follow her. Sure. Kathy mm-hmm. can smell kids. Yeah. And as soon really as she well. walks 
Yeah. She all of a sudden goes, I smell children. And they start poking around and then they find Danny who's hiding behind the counter. And Danny tries to play it off of, Oh, I, I summoned you. That was me. Yep. yep. Yeah. I'm just here. You, I just wanted to bring you back. Gotta go. Uh, but they, okay. they, they want to uh, absorb her life essence because they're greedy. I mean, they're still young. They died young. Right. They come back young. How are you going to live forever though? <sighs> to keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just like, uh, you know, anything you got to recharge, got to take some more <laughs> souls and, Life, life essence. You know how it goes. Plenty of kids. I see them all over the place. Yeah, come on, it's fine. <laughs> they on. don't know what they don't know what century they're in yet. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> so then, uh, before they can go after Danny and create the potion again, that's when Max jumps out and tries to stop her, uh, and he's hit by lightning again and pushed up against the wall, which is impressive. Telekinesis lightning. Yeah, right. whatever you want to do with it. Uh, and then, but then Allison, uh, being quite smart, grabs, I think a frying pan. Why there was a random frying pan. Oh yeah. Good call. I think uh, I thought that at the time too. <laughs> I like, what? She, I mean, they, they needed, you know, cooking utensils for cooking children things. Yeah. Right? I mean, the giant cauldron was still there in the middle of the, in the middle of the museum. Yeah. Yep. Nothing. <laughs> Allison knocks out Kathy, um, Max is able to, he figures out that they have no idea what century it is. Um, he sets off the sprinklers with the Zippo. So Zippo has done horrible things, lighting the candle, but also it's helped out by setting off the sprinklers. The witches have no idea what's happening. A burning rate of death. So yes. that raises a question too. When did they install sprinklers? I thought that also. Because, okay, we've established there was a museum here at some point, but they abandoned it, but not before the sprinkler system was invented. So. Uh, oh, there's a few holes. Just saying. We, just saying. Yeah, we, we don't know. Maybe they said how long it's been sitting dormant, but it had electricity. It had That's Zippos. True. It had stuff from the 90s. So Okay, so we didn't pay attention. That's the, that's the well, problem. <laughs> I was too busy taking notes, I guess. I, I don't know, but it's got a sprinkler system. It's yes. got it's probably got bathrooms and it's got electricity. Sure. That's all that we need. Okay. So they he summons the the black rain of death or fire or whatever. Like it is. burning rain of death. Burning rain like, of death, hilarious. yes. So I was like, don't you have water then too? Like, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but not never from inside the never house. Inside. Yeah. Yeah. Why why is it oh my God. And, well and they didn't melt either. So it's we're not going oh, wicked didn't. witch of the wetch west yeah. rules with this one. So as Max is finding his way out of the house, he slips and falls and then we meet Thackeray as a cat who can now speak English perfectly Very well. well. Yes. yes. Which I guess he couldn't back in the 1600s when he was um, trying to talk to his dad. He could only meow then. Yeah. They, so. Oh, I forgot about that little like moment that was supposed to pull at your heartstrings. Yeah. When he's, when Thackeray's a cat and is like purring around his dad's legs after they hang the witches and, and his dad be gone beast. Right. <laughs> I was like, Oh, but that's your, which is a little kitty. He's your son. Aww. I know. Not only that, it's a cute cat. I would keep it on principle. There, <laughs> mm -hmm. I think they use something like between ten and thirteen cats, living cats for representing Thackeray, 
And then the animatronic cat that they used comes up later in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the yeah. TV show, and is used uh, a number of times there. Mm-hmm. So it did not so, move on. <sighs> no. No, it didn't. Still around witches. So they they abandon the um, they abandon the house and they take off uh, going. The witches are back. Eventually, Winnie figures out, oh, this is nothing but rain. And they run outside and they (laughs) and then this we get a bunch that I understand the witches being unfamiliar with the current century. And that makes sense. But then there's other things later. And you go, how do you know this? That, that you would not know what that is. But oh, yeah. they go outside, they find pavement. They don't know what that is. Um, There is a, well, maybe that's jumping too far ahead, but I had another one to your point. <laughs> I even wrote down and I went, why would you know what this is? But I have one that's near the end that my wife, Dana, turned to me and said, why? How? And we'll, we'll get to that because it's, yeah, it's in I'll the notes. Yeah, I'll just leave it on my notes down here. <laughs> so the... So the witches are hiding outside the house. The fire department shows up. So that delays them from chasing after the kids. The kids follow Thackeray all the way to the cemetery where he begins to talk to them and explain to them what they did wrong and what is actually happening. Um, They did grab the book also uh, Mm -hmm. upon Thackeray's recommendation. And um, this is where I think it's, is it Danny or Allison? That says, oh, you're Thackeray Binks. Because I felt like that was one of those, the kid knows everything. You know, she pays attention. She's a smart one. She's young enough to be interested and not be too cool for school, which Max's character is. Sure. Thackeray brings him to the cemetery where it's hallowed ground and the witches can't, they technically can't set foot on. Right. But the, the but the loophole is, oh, they can fly in on their brooms. Right. So. And throw other things at the ground. So there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, which I went, all right, well, I guess that's a loophole. They, he said that they couldn't touch the ground. Okay. But they're still there in the cemetery. So they can't get to the kids. So Winnie um, is able to, the, the kids were able to keep the book, but she is able to summon her unfaithful lover, Billy Butcherson, who she had poisoned and killed because he, um, I think he was, he was having relations with Sarah. Mm. I believe that's what it was. Which Sarah, Sarah is um, infatuated with anything that's a boy throughout the entire, Mm -hmm. or of the male um, race or sex. That's a little creepy um, in a few points. A a few, a few different places. Just, Yes. Let's be a little cautious of the age group we're working with here is all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. All I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so as they're trying to escape from Billy, uh, uh, let's see, Thackeray brings them down into the crypts, I mm-hmm. guess, that go uh, underneath the cemetery, which also lead into the sewer? This, yeah. <laughs> this seems, crypts leading into sewer, that, that seems like some sort of health that- violation. Same thing where he dove in legs, like face first, but came out legs first. Was that that? Yes, I think yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, they all dove down there, and and Thackeray's like, "Come on, no, it's fine. It leads into the sewers." You get dead. They had skeletons and dead people hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> and there's a big hole that goes into your sewers. But 
But hey, we can we can say that we've seen in 1938 there were sewers and crypts in Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. I know that's Italy, but hey, it was a thing. I, I guess it was a thing. It was a thing. It was a thing. Just, just kind of pointing it out, you know, right, it's not right. uncommon. If Spielberg was here, it still would have happened either way. Right. right? Maybe there would have been more rats and fire. Who knows? I, I Who think knows? it would have been more of a chase down the... the, down the... Mm-hmm. True. More chases. Billy eventually gets his way down there, but Billy easily falls apart because um, he's a zombie and it's mm-hmm. for comedic value. He's been dead for a while. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's been dead for a few hundred years. Mm-hmm. And his mouth is so pretty shut. good for that amount of time, though, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, his hair okay. is fantastic. Right? Fantastic. Fantastic hair. Love <laughs> so it. Much hair. Love it. So uh, speaking of creepy um, parts of the movie, Lace, uh, after this, the um, the Sanderson sisters are trying to figure out where to get to the, how to find the kids. And the bus rolls up on them, the city <gasps> bus, which they have no idea what it is. And we have one of the creepiest bus drivers who is oh. talking the best PG version of cautionary creep that you can. Right. I guess yes. he's, he finds all of them very attractive and is mm-hmm. eventually yeah, he gets them on the bus and they're driving and Sarah is sitting on his lap driving the bus. Yeah. Yeah, she did. <laughs> I don't know if his, I don't know if his end game is trying to, bring one home or go home with all three but or he was would take it honestly. i mean it he, sounded like he was macking on all three to let's be yeah. honest well no he, he was totally into the whole the whole sisters all of mm-hmm. them everyone and and not just i don't think it was just because they were dressed up like witches i think he was just very thirsty overall mm-hmm. yes and they were it's those boston them. guys you know yeah. <laughs> oh. damn boston guys gonna be <laughs> give me bad names come on get over here yeah Sit on my lap, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're riding, and then uh, again, we've got Mary who smells children, and they get off the bus, and it's Halloween, so there are kids everywhere, trick or treating at this point, and the Sanderson sisters don't they don't understand what's happening. They they smell kids, they don't see kids, they see demons, they see everything mm-hmm. running around. And then, uh, I think that's where they meet Satan, or who they think is Satan. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, I've got stuff to say about this. All right. Continue. Okay. So, um, Gary Marshall, he is Master Devil, as un- uncredited. Uh, he is a unsuspecting homeowner in Salem, and he's uh, married his wife, Medusa Lady, played by Penny Marshall. That's, um, yeah. that's my problem. <laughs> I mean, I have actively went out of my way to ensure that if you're creating a couple environment, you don't put siblings in the couple. And mm-hmm. that's just weird, man. Brother and sister playing husband and wife. Weird. I understand comedic. They weren't romantic, but weird nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Just saying. That didn't even click with me. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Damn. <laughs> So they they think the Sanderson sisters actually think it is Satan. Yeah. So they go into the house. A man and, in a, a Satan costume. Mm-hmm. It. 
And he and he immediately recognizes them as the Sanderson sisters because they are all dressed up and they leave the brooms outside. I guess this is something that you do that you don't you don't bring yeah, your you horse into the in. bar. You leave your broom outside on the fence. So they, while they're inside with Satan, three little girls dressed as the Sanderson sisters out trick or treating pick up their brooms and you hear sound effects of them flying away. So I guess they take off and hopefully they we survive. Killed three more kids. We don't know. We, we don't know. know. It, was off, it was off screen. There, there's no, there's no, screen. there's no proof of that. This is true. All right. So they're, they're off trick or treating. So they're off playing the Harry Potter game somewhere. There you go. See? Right. Yes. Catch, Quidditch? catch that no, snitch. Or Quidditch. Quidditch. Put an S in there. Yeah. Eh, whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> So while they're in with Satan, um, they piece it together that uh, that this is fake, that 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 is not really Satan, that that was not the Medusa lady, that, you know, these are kids. Um, And then they find out that their brooms are stolen. So now they have to go and find the kids, find the book before daybreak, because that's the key. At day, the candle's power is only good until daybreak. So they have to find the book to make the make the potion give it to at least one kid and then they can live and make more and make more so that's they would the only whole remembered idea. the spell you know hmm. you think Which, they'd have made it enough times it would have been by memory right but who know i forget how many time how i forget if they say how long they've been alive i know it's been alive for a long time and they've done mm-hmm. the spell before like now, for for sake dead. of clarity, they were dead for three hundred years, so perhaps your memory could be a little fuzzy. That's fair. 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 All right. I'll but give them that. Dance toe. Come on. <laughs> you said it a lot. <laughs> so they uh, they eventually are they they can apparently hone in on the kids the the particular smell of all the kids in the area. Um, Mary is a bloodhound and knows. Max's smell or Danny's smell or somebody's smell. So they, uh, they're chasing after the kids. They follow them to the, I believe it's the town hall where the dance is happening because mm-hmm. the kids yeah. need to go. The kids are trying to warn everybody. The Sanderson sisters are back. They go and they find their parents at, at the town hall They're They, uh, they try telling them the truth. It doesn't work. Everyone thinks that they're joking. The Sanderson sisters show up. Max tries to do his again nineties. I'm gonna stop everything. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get everyone's attention, which never works. Yeah. Uh, and then Winnie, instead of well, I get I get it because it's plot. Instead of grabbing the book, we decided to do a sing and dance number. Well, you have Bette Midler, of course you were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I was waiting for it the whole time because she was in it. And mm-hmm. the director is a well-known musical director. He directed music videos. He did all of the high school musicals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and nice. he did some film series that kind of fits like in line called The Descendants. Again, another Disney, whatever. Yeah. Okay. But so it, it was in the DNA. It was going to happen. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. You know, it, it's there for the movie, for the movie plot wise. Mm-hmm. Eh. It Makes doesn't no make sense. sense, but you know what? It was, you get to see Bette Midler being Bette Midler. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It was catchy. It was entertaining. And sure. then for the plot, it does, it does do one thing, which I guess I'll ask you in your opinion. This removes all of the parents, at least the parents at the party 
Yep. Does this extend to the other parents like at Allison's house or only all the parents that were there because she casts a spell, Winnie casts a spell that says, you will dance until you die. So you believe that they will all dance until they all drop dead. I feel like it would just have to be the people at the town hall because they would have been the ones that heard the spell. I don't understand how magic works. I'm not a witch, but that's how I would interpret it. And how small of a town were we led to believe it is? So we might just be, well, they are all at this party because that's just our neighborhood. Sure. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's what, and, and again, maybe I missed it, that Allison's family had a, pre-par- a pre-game party and then they all went to the town hall after that. Was it the parents there initially, though? Because when the kids were running, I felt like they were trying to get to their parents initially. But I, yeah, I thought they were at the party with them. But her parents well, were absolutely at the town hall for sure. Or the, we de- the Max's family. parents were definitely yeah. there. Allison's parents, we don't. We knew that they had the party. And then I don't know if they went to the party. But yeah. they okay. do make reference. You're right, Stephen, that. When she's casting her spell, the kids are saying, cover your ears, don't listen. Now, they're not affected by it, I guess, mm. because they were talking enough or covered their ears enough. So they, they, the kids escape. The adults are left to dance till they die. And the witches take off after the kids again, which, mm. again, Mary is a bloodhound unless she's near a restaurant where there's <laughs> fish. Was that it? I forget. Legos but fish. So she thinks she she... was always right, but since the situation was so weird, they always told her she was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was like, they only really knew how good she was because they're all so silly and dumb (laughs) in this timeline. (laughs) They were hiding outside of the uh, the back end of a um, of a restaurant where apparently there's smelly fish, which masks the smell enough to the other to uh, Winnie and Sarah. So then they take off down the um, down the alleyway, and Allison gets the brilliant idea of hey. We've got, we've got a giant oven in the high school. We could go bring them in there and get rid of them. We could burn the witches. Real talk. So, I yes. didn't go to public school. Seriously, you guys had things that large in there for kilns and stuff. I don't remember Real one. Talk. <laughs> I don't well, remember when I saw one. That I'm like, wait a minute. What high school do you go to, small town? That's got. I mean, it is oh, Salem. Right? That large. Jesus. Anyway, so, I, know I mean, I- Salem, you might just have one on principle because of where you are. Yeah, <laughs> I guess um, I went to public school. We did not have a kiln that big. Um, okay. We never did anything that big uh, where you walked into it, but they do exist. So okay. they they stranger thing, the witches before before stranger things did it. And right. they convince them to get or they trick them to get into into the kiln and they burn them and they disappear and the kids are like hey they're gone we survived hooray woo killed them yeah we're we're good dad you know (laughs) so then they skip off back to home and thackeray is sitting there going "Ah, well i don't know what to do i guess i'll live by myself forever and max Mm. says no you've got a home with us buddy Come on. Come on. Come on home. And they, he's like, yes, home. And then they all go, they all go back to the house in Salem where they all, uh, I guess, celebrate and all decide to fall asleep because it is, I don't know, it's what, midnight now? After well, midnight at this point? I thought they said it was later than that, but yeah, I think that might be right. 
It was late. It had to be at that point. Oh, yeah. It must have been like, no, it was like two or three, I think, in the morning. They yeah, get back because there. the witches run into ice and uh, what uh, the other Jay. Uh, Jay, Jay. Ice and the Jay, other yeah. guy. And then they mentioned it was like three o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. Oh, see, you so, remember that. and then I remember that. But why was the museum closed? I don't I know. I don't know. <laughs> I just Relevant. remember what time it is. <laughs> So they go back. So Danny and uh, Thackeray end up passing out, and Thackeray's happy that he has a family. Max and Allison curl up in the most uncomfortable place imaginable <laughs> on the steps up to the cupola, um, and they pass out at like three something, and then they wake up a couple hours later. While they're sleeping, the witches revert from <laughs> from ash and smoke back down the chimney, reform in the kiln, and. Ooh. Walk out, not looking too bad, only slightly yeah. singed. A little smoke. And now they're upset. So then they, uh, so then on their way out, that's when they find Ice and Jay. And, and then they take them back to the house. Cause they're like, whatever, we got two kids. We're going to try to make them they're potion from up. scratch. Yeah. This will work. So then they bring the kids back. The Sanderson sisters are there. Winnie's trying to remember. She can't remember the spell. She's giving up. She's going, I'll, I'll never learn the spell. I'll never remember it. We're going to die. We're going to fade away. Oh, well. At the very same time, Max and Allison wake up and they're like, oh, well, we're going to open the book. Maybe we can learn a spell to to reverse uh, Thackeray back from a cat to being a human. Wouldn't that yeah, be good? Him. Hmm? Let him be with his yeah. family again. Yeah. Let, let him not poop in a litter box anymore. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. <laughs> so they open the book and unbeknownst to them, the book uh, lights up like a, oh God, a beacon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beam. Yeah. Let's Winnie know. It looks like an angel from Neo, Neon Genesis exploding. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so Winnie looks out the window and she's like, oh, they opened the book. Well, off we go. Now we're going to go get the book, but they've lost their brooms. And apparently you don't, you don't need a a special witch's broom to fly. Anything will do. And they open up the closet. Cleaning related. I guess so. Cause they kind of seem that way. Like it had to clean the floor somehow. (laughs) Yeah. Because we have women. (laughs) Exactly. So we (laughs) have, We have a corner broom. We have a, uh, which Winnie takes. Sarah takes uh, the mop. Mm-hmm. And then Mary is stuck on the vacuum, which we see the, the fun standing bag vacuum, which we see on the poster uh, of the film. Mm-hmm. So then they take off and off they go to get the book. So Thackeray, uh, back at the house, closes the book, tells them, no good will come of that book. Don't ever open it. So then they go, all right, well, I guess it's time to go home. And Allison's thinking, man, my parents are going to kill me. You know, it's five in the morning, Halloween night. Nobody has cell phones at this point in 93. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they go, they check. Max and Danny's parents still aren't, aren't home. They're like, wow, five in the morning. They must still be having a good time. <laughs> okay. So they, uh, Max and Allison are about to potentially have, have a um, teenage romance moment when all of a sudden they hear a commotion upstairs and they rush upstairs to find Danny uh, and the witches who have captured her and Thackeray 
And before Max can do anything about it, he's shot over the uh, the drums, the poor drum set. Poor drum set. God, now. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yep. And they originally had gone downstairs because Allison uh, would feel better with some salt, which she had read the book enough to know that, oh, if we do a circle of salt, we'll be safe. <laughs> so they had Epsom salt or cooking salt. I, I forgot what it was, but it was, it was I you know, it was the Morton's table salt. Yeah, yeah. it was Morton. Maybe that I'm was wrong. it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was yeah. table salt, but in one of the giant containers. Yeah, with the, like the big blue container that yeah. you had mm-hmm. to slip that product placement in there somewhere, just like the big set of Seven Up. Did you see I that? Was just gonna say, <laughs> uh-huh. the Seven Up nod. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot of product placement in this one, but there was some here and there. Oh yeah, right. you saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you couldn't not see it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But we still don't know why the museum's closed. But damn it, there's Seven Up. We, we know there's Seven Up. <laughs> So uh, Allison quickly throws salt in a circle, and uh, um, no, this... she doesn't. She spins <laughs> well, in a circle, true. And salt in the air. I was so upset at this whole thing. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> she just like. Yes. Well, she did it, and she did it twice, or they just recut the same shot because they had her do the little twirly. She was violently around. shaking it above her head while spinning in a circle. I'm like, that's not going to help you. But okay, you do. You it was lady. an. You know what? It was enough for this film in this universe sure. <laughs> so. so that the witches could not harm her. And then she holds it like a weapon. She's like, yes. don't, don't, I'll do I it. Will. I'll do it. I will. <laughs> you ever got I'm salt just... in your eye? <laughs> it's a bitch. <laughs> I'll sprinkle me in your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you ready for boiling later. Just throw some salt in you. So the witches, the witches explode out of the cupola with Danny and, and Thackeray and the book. So now they're going to go back. They're going to use Danny. They're going to feed her the potion. They're going to absorb her essence. Uh, while they're doing that, Winnie tells Sarah to call all the kids. So she begins singing and all the kids that are sleeping throughout the entire town wake up and begin following her in her siren voice. I guess it didn't affect Max because he was maybe unconscious at the time. I don't know why it didn't affect Allison because she would have heard it too. Maybe there's a cutoff. Like once you hit a 16 or something, because I feel like maybe maybe she would 16. Or maybe she was just covered in enough salt that it didn't matter. Right. You saw her spill it everywhere. The hormones are too strong with her. I mean, she did refuse to light the candle, all I'm going to say. She did. That's true. That's true. Maybe. Hey there, siblings. I'm Stephen White. And I'm Lacey Finley. The host of Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. Ugh, it's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? It gets easier the more you say it. Each week, we discuss all the big headlines in gaming. We also do game reviews, developer interviews, and retrospectives on the industry. All of this while going on multiple tangents about whatever strikes us in the moment. Hey, listen, did you happen to watch that TV show I recommended to you? Stephen Focus. Oh, right. Follow Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo on Twitter and Instagram. And find Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello? Hello, Lester. Uh, hey. Do you like scary movies? Well, yeah. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh man, that's such a difficult question. I mean, what makes a great scary movie? We have to look at the story, the killer, direction. Ah, there's just so many factors to consider. Huh. I hadn't thought about that. It's definitely a topic worth discussing. As are many more elements to the genre. So many they could be discussed on a podcast. I agree. 
So, are we doing a podcast where we ramble on about our love for all things horror? I believe we are. Did we just become best friends? Does Michael Myers only kill on Halloween? You know I have caller ID, right, Stephen? Oh, damn it. Well, in any case, listen to the Horror Ramblings podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We got to go find Dave. We Obviously, we have to go help her. Um, we got to rescue Thackeray. What do we do? You know, it's not day. It's not daylight yet. There's not enough time, but we come up with a plan. So they uh, they steal the their own car. I think it's their own car that that uh, Max takes. They drive to the Sanderson sisters' house. Max shows up again and knows. Look, you know, I can't beat you, but. I can I know what time it is and uses a daylight savings time uh, one liner. Yep. And Allison turns on the headlights, which they have taped over some sort of red, red or orange paper to make it, it seem like sunlight. Yep. That you would usually use in theater right, to right, change, right. change the color on stage. <laughs> and the girl of the Sanderson sisters immediately go, oh, God, it's sunshine, sunlight. And immediately all fall down expecting to die mm-hmm. and then max is able to grab danny thackeray grabs his shoes off of ice by the way because they're hung up in cages yeah, oh, he should. Right. i don't know if we mentioned they were a little legit hung from cages while the they were kind of messed with them and mm-hmm. sarah keeps keeps uh grab assing poor poor jay <laughs> yeah he doesn't yeah. want it he's crying no. Um, they did. The sisters were able to make the potion. Max pours it all out, uh, or he thinks he does, and they take off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sisters figure out, oh, they tricked us again, those gosh darn kids. But this time, there is enough potion left for one kid. So they put it in a vial, and then they take off after the kids driving down the road as they're trying to escape. And then as they're trying to escape, when you think everything's safe, Winnie pulls up alongside the car. And this is one of the things that I made note of. Because she might be the same thing. She mentions driver's license, and I think you need to pull over. How did some... that know a driver's permit even that existed? Was yeah, that was what I wanted to know. It's like, wait a minute. What I because I, I said, how does she know what a driver's permit is? And my and Dana, my wife, looked at me, how does she know what driving is? Yeah, oh my <laughs> you god, you don't well, they drive horses. Uh, th- and that's what that's what I said. Uh, it was they were sitting on the bus with the creepy bus driver. Maybe that maybe that's where they picked up the word. That's the only thing I can think of is that creepy bus driver told them how to drive. Yeah. Maybe that's where they learned about a permit that they said, I want to do this. And he said, oh, you need a driver's permit. Yeah, we're just filling in the holes for them. <laughs> we're we are helping them a lot. We're and they we shouldn't be. Very charitable. <laughs> we shouldn't be. <laughs> but that that was one of the ones where I went, how do how do you know? All right. Exactly. Well, it was funny. It was it was funny. I, I giggled yeah. a little. It's a joke. So we we get back to the um, cemetery. Yeah. hallowed ground we get there for the final it's going to be the final showdown um we get there the witches can't enter billy finally catches up with us mm-hmm. but we find out that billy is a good guy because mm-hmm. he That's hates winnie it. and doug jones actually had live moths in his mouth 
that he spit out, which mm-hmm. I, I think they must have had some sort of bag or something. So they didn't, he didn't salivate right. on them because, oh God, I would hate to put live moths in my mouth. And, I don't know ah. that would get me to it. Some uh, people are committed. Nope. You know, just saying, I mean, the worst I've seen, I'm sure I've seen worse. Something that just comes to mind. John Leguizamo eating maggots in mm. uh, Spawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That was gross. No. They're devoted. Mm-hmm. Nope. They're devoted to their characters. So we're down to the final stand, last stand. We got Billy, we got Allison, Max, Thackeray. The Winnie sister, uh, well, Winnie and the Sanderson sisters are determined. Well, Winnie's determined to grab Danny. They got other kids. All the kids have shown up at the house now, but she wants Danny on principle. So she's going to go after Danny. They set up their last stand. Uh, Max has a baseball bat. Allison has her salt. Billy has himself. Thackeray has claws. Mm. And that's, (laughs) that's our defense. That's what we got. So, and they hide Danny in Billy's old coffin because that. With a proper salt circle. Yes. All she has to do (laughs) is stay there and she's fine because that was a good salt circle. That's where all the salt goes. Yeah. That's how you do it right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How she had that much salt. I don't know. Left over. All from the one. It it almost was the never ending Morton can of salt. It It really was. Almost. A lot of salt in there. So then the witch, the witches attack, and we've got Billy losing his head. Um, we've we've got uh, Max swinging his baseball bat, but like Winnie just catches it with her hand without an issue. Just no. Yeah. I mean, I know that he's a kid, but she, that's a hell of a catch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, she's magic. True. That, that I is hope her witchy strength are a little better. I don't know. So uh, Danny then crawls out of the uh, this, uh, the coffin, which she shouldn't, to help Billy get his head. And that's when Winnie goes after her. Um, but Max is able to interfere, intercede. He gets in between, steals the potion. She has Danny. And he's, you've got to let her go. And she says, nope, you're going to give me the potion. So Max sacrifices himself by drinking the potion, going, well, now you have to absorb my essence. He's being the good big brother that he wasn't at the beginning. He's had so much character development now. So Winnie goes, all right, well, I'm going to absorb you then. So goes down, picks him up again. Winnie lifts because she just grabs him and just right up. She works out. Lifts him up in the air, starts absorbing him. The other witches, uh, I forget what they are. They're, oh, the kids are stopping Mary because uh, the, <laughs> the freaking vacuum cleaner has a cord. Yeah. So we're able to stop that uh, by holding on to it. Um, Thackeray has been thrown into a rock in a tree and is laying unconscious. Um, then they let go of Mary. She runs into Sarah, so they're useless. But then the sun starts to come up. And Winnie falls to the ground with with Max. And then she starts to... T- so two things are happening to Winnie. She's start- standing on hollow ground. And I think she, what, starts to burn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, that's what happens? Well, she got a few huffs. Right? Yeah. And then... She did. Yeah. She got a few huffs um, before they fell to the ground, which mm-hmm. both of them shrug off, which is yeah. impressive. Right. I did find that weird. I want to say the ground did nothing, because I was sitting here thinking... 
I thought that was the whole plan to be there and she seems fine but maybe she was burning because of the sun and at that point it didn't even matter i don't yeah it was <laughs> like, when she she made her way back over to him standing and then you saw the smoke coming from her feet so i went all right that that oh, must well, be the yeah, ground maybe. because then the sun which the sun did this seem abnormally large sun it was it was a very large cast of the sun yes was it was it a tatooine level like number so it was massive huge huge i think we just wanted to imply the sun is coming out Lots we need to sun. see it there's the sun can we focus can you get any closer to the sun can you have it take up more of the screen just a little right. bit more can we just film the next one on the sun thank yeah. you yeah just what that spot right there focus yeah that. right on it <laughs> So then she starts turning the stone, which I'm guessing is part, maybe that's part of the sun. I don't know. So she starts to turn the stone. Uh, Max is able to crawl away from her. Uh, the other witches explode because yeah. of the sun. And and then because uh, of the sun and the, and the candle, I guess, running out Burned by out. dawn. And then Winnie also explodes, um, thus finally ending... The witches, and now they can. I had a question about that too. So this is my theory based on what we were just talking about with the hallowed ground and the sun, because Winnie turned to stone, then blew up. The other mm -hmm. two just blew up, and I said, "Well, wait a minute. Now, why in the hell did she turn to stone, and then the other two blew up?" And then my wife was sitting there, and she's like, "Well, she was standing on the hallowed ground. That's why she turned to stone. Then the sun finished it." And I was like, okay, well, I guess that makes sense. That yeah. that's the I guess that's, that's the only the thing that makes sense to me. <laughs> that could work. Or in my head, I was like, well, she was also the leader, probably the most magical in touch and tune. I don't know. Maybe they were just offshoots of her this whole time. I don't know. Like her sisters. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's magic. We can make up whatever. <laughs> it's, it's hocus pocus. It's all hocus pocus. It's all hocus pocus. So the witches, the witches explode and die um they got danny goes over and finds thackeray and unfortunately thackeray who was an immortal cat which we were told and then witnessed a couple times that he would mm -hmm. just not die got mm -hmm. run over by a bus at one point yeah. uh that he has passed that he is he is no longer an immortal cat but has now become um his human ghost form Yes, And then his sister comes looking for him, Emily, and then they are reunited. Uh, Billy yawns and goes back to bed. All the curses are now breaking that the witches are gone. And uh, Thackeray goes off, meets his sister, and then they walk out the other side of the cemetery, which I love. The, the front side of the cemetery that we entered is facing Main Street of Salem, I guess. <laughs> the back side of the cemetery faces the entire forest of Massachusetts uh, because there is not a damn thing behind it <laughs> other than trees and nothing. Well, see, and the sun. if you like my theory, <laughs> the they're just walking off into the afterlife together. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was the afterlife on the other side of the cemetery. I don't know. That's Maybe that's, I just got it from the, the glow that they had. I thought they were supposed to be leading me to believe that. It's all symbolic. Kid. That's right. I mean, Emily is a kid 300 years later. I'm like, come on. Come on. She's dead anyway. You know, like, come on. She's got to be dead. Yeah. She got to be dead now. <laughs> got her. They take off, and that is the end of the movie. 
Until we get a fun little stinger down the road where we see all the very tired adults that are hung over and exhausted oh, yeah. leaving, <laughs> leaving town hall. So the parents did not, in fact, die. They did dance. And oh, nice. now they are going home at, you know, six, six in the morning. Something like that. Yeah. yeah Something yeah. like that. Sounds right. It's the worst and, time to be leaving the club. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, I caught my eyes. This is a night of sweating and debauchery, and I is not how I want to spend my November first. See you in the light right now. Let's. Oh God! Put your makeup back on. Put the mask back on. Oh, God. Yeah, nothing good happens leaving. That. That nothing. Nothing good happens in Salem, Massachusetts, after six a.m. Right. <laughs> a walk of shame. <laughs> the what? Something happened. So that is that is hocus pocus. That is the um. The, the lovely the uh, eyeball on the book. Oh, we yeah, did. That yeah, was yeah. the other stinger is the eyeball on the book does open and look around, mm -hmm. you know, insinuating that oh, there's still magic in the book. What could happen? It's and then like there might be a sequel. You know what? 30 years later, yeah. there was. Mm -hmm. There was. And then look at us now. <laughs> and look at us now. Hence why we figured for Disassembled this month with Hocus Pocus 2 coming out, that's why we would focus on Hocus Pocus. Oh, Again, fair. not yeah. the song. Go listen to that no. song if you want a freaking acid trip in your head. <laughs> but that, that is the Disney Hocus Pocus film. So overall... What is your opinion of the movie Lace? That you know, going back, rewatching it, um, what what do you what do you feel? Honestly, you might hate this. I literally <laughs> turned it off and went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as I was done, I'm like, I just watched a movie, you know. So <laughs> I just watched. It. I, that was a film. Yeah, it was. It was something for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. um, uh, honestly, it's fine. Really and truly. I had no, um, like nostalgia bump for it, watching it as a kid or anything like that, you know? Um, so I don't know. I got exactly what I feel like I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I was cheated, lied to or misled. Um, so would I go and seek it out again and recommend like, uh, oh my God, you got to go see this now. No, I wouldn't. But if you've got an hour and a half to kill <laughs> and, and, and you like... want to see a Halloween themed film, right? mm -hmm. spoopy, this, spoopy this, film. this is one. And this is, this is in that category. I am told. Um, <laughs> and um, I don't know. Apparently you could be inviting Satan into your home. So that's fun too. Right. That's, sure. that's, that's a whole other, that's, that's, that's a whole other topic. Oh, okay. Well, outside of that, there you go. Honestly, I feel like I watched a movie. I was fine for an hour and a half and then we wrapped it up. All right. Uh, I like Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and all them, though. So that was fine. You know, they did mm -hmm. commit. It was fun to see them do that. And the fact that they liked it enough to commit to it later is also mm -hmm. good for them, I guess. Steven, what about you? I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I don't dislike it i don't hate it but i don't have some sort of connection with it and even watching it a second time i wasn't sitting there going oh my god what have i missed for 30 years ah, i gotta gotta rewatch this again i don't understand the 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 love for it i guess but i guess i could also say that some people 
could say the same about some of the things I love, you know, like Mm -hmm. I I have this unhealthy obsession with Friday the 13th. I love it. I know they're bad movies, but I love it. And some people are just gonna be like, that's stupid. I hate it. Okay. Well, then same thing here. I just, (laughs) I don't get it, but I, it's like you said, it's, it's an unoffensive, Mm -hmm. very decent family film. I've seen worse (laughs) when it comes to family films. You know, this is far from bottom of the barrel. If it was on and I was trying to have one of my kids or my grandkids watch it and it was just like, yeah, sure. I would kind of sit and casually watch it <laughs> while doing some other things. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wouldn't just commit to watching it again because I've got to go see this movie again. Yeah. But just understand, I'm not saying it's a bad film. I just, it's not for me. Right. Not something I'm always going to come back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'll I'll agree with you guys. I think mostly because again, um, well, anything like whenever you look at a film, it's always subjective. It mm-hmm. it always is, especially with something that's from the past that um, may go back and draw out some feeling of emotion and, and nostalgia. Uh, and I'm I bet, and I know for some people, this is a yearly tradition to sit down and watch Hocus Pocus for Halloween because that's one of the things that they do. There are some things for Halloween that I do like to watch. I mean, obviously, when you get to the holidays and Christmas, that's where all of your specials come out. And I have a lot of the ones that I do that for for the holidays. Mm-hmm. But it is very subjective. Uh, Chris from Comic Zombie, it, one of his things for Christmas is to watch Die Hard. I don't do that because even though by, you know, whether you agree that it's a Christmas movie or you think that it's not a Christmas movie, it doesn't really matter, but it's a tradition for him. And that's what he does. Uh, I never grew up that way. So for me, it's not a tradition. Uh, I'm not going to watch Die Hard every, every Christmas. I'll watch the movie every now and then. Hocus Pocus, I think overall is an entertaining film. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if you've never seen it, it's, it is a, slightly dated um and i mean more dated just because of like special effects and you can just tell it's from the 90s there's Mm -hmm. not really many terms or anything that are outdated or cringy or anything in it it's just it's a 90s film you can tell it's from the 90s and it's a it's a well-done family film i probably won't watch it every halloween because i just i didn't grow up with it right Mm -hmm. that's just that's just me I think it's, I think it's fine. I think it's entertaining. I feel things for Sarah Jessica Parker that I didn't think I ever would feel, but (laughs) I think the Sanderson sisters are the highlight them, them working together. They play each character perfect for what they need Mm -hmm. to be. Um, Have either of you seen the sequel? I have. You have? have I have not. I have not. I have not seen it either. I will probably go watch it. Now, you know, I now that I've refreshed it, before it doing this one, but I watched the trailer and I was telling Steven, I'm like, I feel like this is the same movie. I mean, I'm kind of give a watching the trailer, but I can give like a TLDR without spoiling anything. It does tread some familiar ground, but they do try to change it up a little bit, try to mix in a few new twists. I can honestly say if you were doing like a comparison where we're talking about the cast with this particular film Mm -hmm. the cast in the sequel got some pretty good solid names in there not just our returning witches but we got like sam richardson who's always a delight in anything he's in 
Uh, oh, damn, what's his name? Uh, Tony Hale. Uh, he plays the town mayor, and he's doing that, oh, oh, my God, you know, that just that weird kind of <laughs> guy yeah, that yeah, he yeah. is. Yep. Um, oh, we, I, got I, Han- we got Hannah uh, Waddingham from... Um, yeah, from Ted oh, Lasso. Yeah, Lasso. Yeah, oh, she's in yeah. there. And she her her role is kind of um I don't want to say a cameo, but kind of I guess that would be appropriate. You know, mm-hmm. she she is kind of important to the story, but her screen time is very limited. Yeah. But uh right. not, like I said, it's it's got a great cast, you know, and everyone I got a few chuckles out of them, but you are treading familiar ground. They they do a few twists and turns. There is one one of those moments, I don't know if Lace, you covered it because I know you made a note of that anachronism. It's like, how do you know this thing? Yeah. Singing happens again because why wouldn't it? Sure. And then people naturally do that all the time. You, you listen to the song and you're like, yeah, what? When did you learn this song? At what point in your death? Did this song show up in the afterlife? And you're like, I'm using that next oh, time. we're iPod shuffle. I mean, it's just, it's bizarre. It fits, but it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Just saying. It's magic. Uh, That'll yeah. explain away everything. It's just magic. But again, I, you know, it's no more offensive or inoffensive, depending on how you look at it, than the first one. So might be one of those. If you just happen to be watching it, sure. I don't think you're going to be going... Yeah, you're not going to hate it any more or less, or you're not going to like it any more or less. I feel like if you, however you feel about the first one, you're going to feel about the second. It may also seem like you're retreading uh, familiar ground, especially if you just went and watched this one prior to, whereas, you know, some people I'm sure do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, usually I do that, but also on the same aspect, if you go, well, it's been 30 years you know, you saw the first one. Oh, here's the second one. You just go see the second one and you haven't seen the first one for a few years. Okay. What well, probably won't be as, I don't know, in your face, I guess, that you're yeah. retreading certain things. And sound, it may, yeah. it may seem more like, you know, maybe callback or, you know, something of, all right, we're do we're doing it because it worked and because it, it was fun in the first one. So we're doing it again. It, I think it all depends again when you watch it and if you go from one to the other, you know, is, are we continuing the story or rehashing? Yeah. Yeah. I will say there was one clever callback to the original film that might not seem like a callback, but when you really think about it, it's like, okay, that's, that's pretty good where they all had to get new brooms. Mm -hmm. Kathy and Jimmy's character was a Mary. She winds up instead of on vacuum or on a vacuum, Two Roombas. I saw that in the trailer. And I oh, saw yeah, her I did take... see that in the trailer. So there you go. They did update some of their stuff there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, that, that's pretty, that's clever. I don't know. My only takeaway is I did get a nostalgia bump for Momory Cats because I forgot about Erie, Indiana. Yeah, that's like, true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a show for a minute that I enjoyed. But because mm-hmm. yeah. I had to look him up. I'm like, does he even do it? But no, not really. So I was like, okay, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, again, because because uh, Eric, well, thanks to Leo who recommended it, and now Eric has said, "Hey, you got to rate them." Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Lace, what would you rate this out of five? Out of five, let's go three. It, okay. It just, 
It was fine. Middle of the road. Entertaining for what it was. Three sounds good. I'll give it a three as well. I can't say anything more or less than that. It's middle of the road. It's all right. Mm-hmm. How about you? I'll go with a three and a half. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, no nostalgia for me. I will probably watch it again. I'm sure when Declan's older, it'll be, I know it'll be a safe Halloween film that I can show him that he'll enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's like if I ever find the Mr. Boogity films, you know, from Disney, those would, I remember those as a Disney kid. Plus. Are they on Disney Plus? I found Bride of Boogity, and when I saw it, I was like, hell yeah. Oh, then, the first one, then the first one's definitely on there. So Yeah, it should be uh, on there. So I think I, I, I like it. Three and a half is, it's a good film. It's a good family film. If I had more nostalgia for it or it sp- spoke more to me, I would probably rate it higher, but I think it's good. Yeah. It's decent. Nothing really wrong with it, in my in my opinion. Mm. There's, al- there's always someone that will complain about something. Sure. Oh, for sure. Well, thank you guys very much for, for joining us to, to talk some Hocus Pocus. I really appreciate it. It's good to catch up with you. Um, again, where can everyone, Lace, find, uh, find the details for Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo? Oh, my goodness. So you could uh, find us at Twitter. You can go to Super Mega Crash over there. Um, Steven also does really fun stuff over on our Instagram for Super Mega Crash. You can check that out. Um, mm-hmm. And that's probably where you're going to get the most updates. Um, and we do also have a Discord um, if you'd like to come um, and chat some tomfoolery with us over there. Um, and then I don't really do anything that cool. You can follow me at Lacey underscore Finley if you want to follow my Twitter. You should. Uh, yeah. We got, we got TikTok, too. Got a TikTok too. Oh, I forget too. about the TikToks. That'll have to TikTok. I've been I've been trying to make some interesting TikToks with the icons and the musics and the things and mm-hmm. all that. So I'm trying to make it fun. That's totally his baby. I don't I don't know how to get into that account or anything. So if I could do more on it, I would. But you know, my imagination is here and my time is here, and I have all these ideas of like, yeah, this would be really awesome to do on TikTok, but uh, I have time to plan. Yeah. So yeah. But you can always follow us. Yeah. Mm. And uh, where? what about Horror Ramblings? Uh, horror Ramblings. We've got a Twitter uh, at Horror Ramblings. You can go find us on all the podcast platforms. Just search Horror Ramblings. Uh, we have a Facebook group, if that's your bag. You know, we try to post horror news stories and things like that. Get people engaged. Do people engage? Hit or miss. It just depends. You know, people are fickle. But we try to keep them in. And if you want to uh, also talk on Discord, we haven't had any join us over there yet, but we have kind of opened that door over on Discord. So if you want to come join us over there into the horror ramblings den. Uh, But yeah, we're all over the place. We got a link tree in our Twitter info description. So click on that and find all things horror ramblings and super mega crash. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And you can also follow us uh, through our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcasters assemble. Uh, we got three different levels. You could be a fan for dollars a month. Hey, you're on a budget. We get it. You can support it as a fan. If you'd like all access for $3 a month, that is uh, access to all of our episodes early, ad-free promos, unlock exclusive content, or you could be a supporter for $5 a month. You have access to 
everything that I mentioned, and you get shout outs like Erica Carroll and Prince Harming, who are are uh, are just full on supporters. So thank you very much, both Erica and Prince Harming, for uh, sponsoring Podcasters Assemble through Patreon. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, and I'm sure we'll be collaborating again with more assembled and, and disassembled stuff. So uh, I appreciate it. Thank you again. Of course. Yes, absolutely. Lace, you are a treat. Please do more oh, with us. Please. We okay. love you. I should. <laughs> You're too sweet. You're too kind. Thank you, though. That's very sweet. All right. Well, until next time, podcasters, it's a bunch of hocus pocus. Podcasters Assemble is a production of the We Can Make This Work, Probably, Podcast Network. Find more of our shows at probablywork.com and learn how to contribute to future episodes of Podcasters Assemble by looking us up on Twitter and Instagram at Casters Assemble or joining our Discord page. Link in the show notes. Submissions are always open. Intro written by Eric Slater. This episode was edited by Zach Derby. Voiceover by a guy in a basement with three daughters who's just glad he's not on food stamps. Thank you to everyone who was able to contribute to this episode. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to where you can find them all online. Thank you. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.